Hello and welcome to Soul Self. I'm your host, Shayna, a board-certified embodiment coach and master energy healer. Here we talk all things magic, love, sex, money, brain, hormones, and energy. You'll walk away with new truth bombs because I love talking about all the things people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything I know in this mind, body, and soul of mine. You can find ways to work with me and products to enhance your life at bloomshakti.com. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Self. If you are new, welcome to the Bloom Tribe. If not, thank you for investing your time into listening to this episode. So today we're going to be talking about what is causing your period problems. Generally, with all period stuff, it comes down a couple things. I'm going to go over it, but firstly, period issues are not normal. They're common, but they're not normal. A normal period or cycle is you will have slight changes in your mood, but not so much that you want to chop off your boyfriend's head. The only changes would be that you feel more energized some weeks than others. You might be more analytical a week before your period. You might feel sexier and more confident in your ovulation phase than in your luteal phase, which is the week before you get your period. Um, But there shouldn't be massive ups and downs. The insomnia, cramps, headaches, bloating, fluid retention, all those things and more like back pain, acne, all those things are actually a sign that your body is trying to tell you something is not right. So basically your body's calling out to you like, bitch, fix me, something's imbalanced. So when your body's giving you symptoms, it's trying to tell you something. So I want you to listen to it. If you have any period issues, there is a reason for it. In my program, Room Temple, I'm actually going to be giving a massive list of what issue, like what symptom equals what you should do, like what the solution would be. So for example, fluid retention means your body hasn't flushed out the estrogen. So I give you the protocol of what to do. So if you are interested in that, then it is on presale until the 20th. So Joan, join, Joan. Um, yeah, check it out. And I'm also going to link it in the show notes, but period problems. Secondly, there is not a fixed, like a fix from the pill, okay? Like if you have a period issue and your doc- and you go to your doctor and your doctor says the period will fix it, the, period- the pill's not going to fix shit. What it's going to do is put a nice little band-aid with like Care Bears on it, okay? Like... It's just a band-aid effect. It's not going to fix the problem. And what happens is 10 or 5 years down the track when you want to have a baby and you come off the pill, you're going to have to deal with those problems and more often than not, there's so much work because they've been masked. So in my view, just deal with the shit now so down the lane when you want to have kids, you're ready to fucking rock and roll. There's no two-year waiting period where you can't fall pregnant, where you're waiting for your period to come back, where you have hormonal chaos because the the pill is also very depleting to your body's nutrients and you have to build up your nutrients 
and build your body back up before you can actually have a healthy baby. And it's not, you know, if you're lucky enough to get your cycle back right away and you get pregnant straight away, oh boy, your body is so nutrient deficient and, you know, the longer you're on the pill, the more nutrient deficient you are. So it's really important to allow enough time after you come off the pill to actually get pregnant. And that's going to be a whole other podcast episode that I'm going to do um, in regards to like getting pregnant, nutrients and all that stuff, but like for a healthy pregnancy. So I'm not going to get into that, but the pill is a bandaid. That's my bottom point. And you want to deal with that shit now because then it's done. And let's say, for example, for acne, a lot of women go on the pill for acne because, and I'm not blaming anyone. It's just lack of education and awareness. Okay. I'm not here to tell someone you have to do this. I'm not here to say the pill is bad. It's not bad, but if you make an informed decision when you've had all the options laid out on the table and you're like, no, I'd like to go with a pill. Great. Because you've made an empowered choice. The problem is we go to the doctors because we trust them with health information But the only option we're given is birth control to quote-unquote fix our problems. Babe, it ain't gonna do shit. So all I'm about is giving information so you ladies can make an informed decision. And that's what this podcast is all about. Sharing the love. So birth control is a band-aid effect. Let's say, for example, with acne, right? The pill actually pumps your body with more estrogen, with a fake estrogen, which is worse, and it's just going to suppress your hormones. It flatlines and puts a pause on your cycle. So the pill, like the bleed that you get when you're on the pill is a pill bleed. It's a drug-induced bleed, and it's by no means normal. So what actually happens is happened is like when they first made the pill, women felt so weird not bleeding because when they first made the pill, you didn't bleed. And women felt so weird and they weren't comfortable with the fact that they weren't bleeding and like having a cycle. So they put the bleed in to make women feel normal. And they made it normal to like sell in the pharmacy to make it a prescription drug, right? But that isn't a period. It is different. So when you're going through your cycle, your quote cycles on the pill, and you think, oh yeah, this is fixing my hormonal problems. It hasn't fixed your hormonal problems. It's just gotten rid of your hormones and put fake ones in place so you don't have to deal with the real issue. So getting to the root cause is what I'm all about because then it's fixed and done for life. Let's say, for example, acne, right? Often it's a bad gut, bad gut function and a really high toxic liver, excess estrogen, and inflammatory things in your body, like uh, inflammatory cytokines. So you want to make sure that you're looking at your diet, your liver function, what's your gut like, because that's where the estrogen is metabolized and it needs to go through and you need to shit that shit out, right, basically. And if you have too much estrogen, where your body is just recycling it because it's not actually being excreted, so your body just keeps reabsorbing it, that is going to be causing the acne. And just putting a Band-Aid on that, it's not going to help because in the years to come, you're going to have to deal with that and 
it's generally worse when you come off the pill because what happens is when you're on the pill, the pill suppresses sebum production. So my analogy is it's like putting a cork on a wine bottle, but the wine bottle opening is your pore. So it's like putting a cork on all your pores so you stop getting pimples. Great. But inside your body, your body's like, what the fuck is happening? Why won't it let me produce sebum? Why can't I excrete the sebum and oils? So it starts ramping up the sebum production in your body, right? These little dudes inside are spinning faster on their bicycles or whatever. They're ramping up sebum production and it's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, let's keep pushing, right? And that's all well and good. But as soon as you take the pill away, right, you take that cork off the the pore it's like an explosion because your body is still ramping up the sebum production it doesn't know that oh, okay we can slow down it so it keeps producing more and more and more because it's had to for so long because it's been so confused so your act your acne actually gets worse when you come off the pill generally speaking of course so it's really important that you actually look at the root problem So I'm going to keep this episode more on the general side of things and then I'll narrow it down in future episodes about periods and make sure to go check out the podcast directory on the website if you want to know about periods and this is going to be related to my upcoming program called Womb Temple and if you want to know more about how to balance your hormones, natural birth control, healing your womb, having energy healings for it and all that boom temples your your go-to program that's going to encompass everything in some so endometriosis fibroids all this stuff like generally one of the biggest things is estrogen dominance and this can be because you have a bad ratio of estrogen to progesterone so you have too little progesterone and then you have estrogen dominance or what's more likely the case is that you have too much estrogen relative to um what like your estrogen's way higher than what it should be and your progesterone's normal right or you've got really high estrogen and really really low progesterone but all three of those cases you have you have an excess of estrogen compared to progesterone and that is not good so we know from science that too much estrogen like we need a normal amount of estrogen estrogen's good in the correct amount just like cortisol. You want enough cortisol, but not too much. Same with estrogen. So what we know from research is that too much of it actually feeds cancer cells. It causes breast cancer and it can actually cause endometriosis. It can worsen endometriosis and it causes the, oh, what is it? What the fuck is it called? Um, period pains, right? Like PMSing. And that's because it has so much prostaglandins and it causes like the liver tension, the bloating, the imbalance in gut health. So too much estrogen is not your friend, especially because these days, also because we're fucking stressed, right? We all have really lows of progesterone, generally speaking. So in the second half of your cycle, progesterone should rise. Problem is for most women, it doesn't rise enough. It either stays flat and rise a little bit, but estrogen still higher. And what needs to happen is, so in my program, Boom Temple, 
I'm going to have tons of like graphs and show you like, like what should happen is you've got these curves, like these waves that go on with your hormones, like with your cycle and estrogen should rise for the first half of your cycle. And then progesterone should rise even higher than the estrogen in the second half of your cycle. So progesterone needs to rise a ton. But for most of us, it really, really doesn't. We're really lucky if it rises a little bit. And it's because every single time your body excretes cortisol, it actually taps into your progesterone stores. And progesterone is a precursor to the production of cortisol. So every single time we're stressed, we're actually diminishing our progesterone stores, which is really fucking bad and it can cause this hormonal chaos. So to reduce estrogen, one of the greatest things to do to reduce estrogen is reduce inflammation because then your body and gut can get rid of the estrogen more effectively. So things like dairy, dairy has a compound called A1 casein and this is really pro-inflammatory, meaning it causes inflammation in the body. So for some women and men, A1 casein is inflammatory because it creates more cytokines in your immune system and more inflammation, which results in more of a clogged liver and less of your body's ability to detoxify, right? Your body becomes inflamed and that inflammation also increases the production of prostaglandins, which are compounds in the lining of your uterus. And this contracts and dilates So that's what causes your period pains. So the more prostaglandins we have, and we all have like a normal amount of them, but the more you have, the more period pain you have. So especially for period pain, you want to be able to reduce the inflammation and for basically every other fucking period issue. And inflammation is the fucking underlying issue for pretty much all fucking diseases. So for example, what causes inflammation, right? dairy, gluten, too much sugar, vegetable oil, a lot of stress, all those things are like prescription drugs, not enough sleep, not like too much caffeine because that causes stress, alcohol, all of those. And I'm not saying you can't fucking have any of these stuff, but I'm just saying it's something to monitor. But I don't drink. And I've noticed a huge shift. Even if I have like one or two glasses of wine, my next cycle I have more pain. So during ovulation, you should feel a little twinge when the egg is released, but you shouldn't be feeling a lot. If you are, that is excess estrogen. And for the most part, I eat pretty clean. My struggle isn't so much of gluten or dairy. Um, it is sugar. So I've, I definitely fucking feel it when I have too much sugar. Um, but I notice how it affects my cycles and that's why I'm motivated enough to just like be super clean, not be bloated and you know, whatever. But like my last cycle, I actually like my boobs were so fucking sore and like heavy and big. Like I couldn't sleep on my stomach. Like that's how sore they were. And I was just like, what the fuck? And it was cause I actually drank almost every single day for like four days, five days almost. Um, cause I wasn't working and I was just like, Oh, I can drink. Cause you know, when I do sessions, I can't, I can't drink. Like, 
Um, I have to keep my body, my vessel, like, super clean, pristine, you know, for accurate information and stuff to come through. But for general in, um, inflammation to decrease, you have to, ha- like, cut out dairy for the A1 casein. Um, it'll also reduce insulin growth factor one, which is really important if you have insulin resistant PCOS. Um, I'm also thinking about doing an episode on like different kinds of PCOS, but I'm probably going to have that in the womb temple program for sure. But there was actually a study in uh, 2005 that showed that women who drink less milk are less likely to suffer from acne. So if you haven't cut out dairy and you suffer from hormonal acne, that is the first fucking thing to go for. Even just looking at foods that turn to sugar, or even sugar, right? Like foods that turn to sugar and sugar. That can also affect the production of acne and too much sebum. So what happens is like it increases your blood sugar and that increases insulin. And when insulin increases, it increases um, sebum and androgens and that causes hormonal acne. So there's a couple of different like pathways there with dairy or sugar. Zinc is actually a really good thing um, since I'm talking about acne. Um, taking zinc if you have hormonal acne is really good and a really great source is lamb and that helps reduce keratin and keep your pores open. So yeah, zinc is your bestie. Um, about gluten... Also, with all this stuff, like, I'm not saying you can't look at these foods, like, you don't have to go AWOL, but this is just education for you to know. So, gluten is something that I absolutely do not fucking eat. Like, if I eat it, I feel like I'm fucking dying afterwards. But, um, if you haven't cut out gluten, that's a really big one for any PMS, Indo, PCOS, pain, bloating, all that kind of stuff. And there's actually a lot of gluten-free options nowadays, so, I mean, might as well try it out. But, um, side note, no human can actually digest gluten these days. It is so hard to process and digest. Like, it's so processed. Even the, quote, not processed gluten, the crops that are being grown in our environment, it's so different than how it was when our ancestors were around. So, gluten's a fuck no, Okay. What happens is too much gluten actually increases the excess estrogen and that blocks ovulation because too much estrogen blocks ovulation. And if you're not ovulating, then you're not going to increase your progesterone in the second half of your cycle. Because after you ovulate, after the eggs release, the corpus luteum is formed. And this is hard to understand without a picture, but that's why Womb Temple is like your go-to fucking program. Um... But the corpus luteum is formed, and that's what releases the progesterone. And progesterone can balance the effects of estrogen. So estrogen, for example, makes you really energized and whatever. And then progesterone has an anti-anxiety, like, chill-out effect, antidepressant effect. So the two of them kind of balance each other out. And if you're not ovulating, you're not going to get access to that juicy progesterone. And progesterone's epic. Like... If you're not getting access to that, then you're going to have a lot of period issues, a lot of mood issues, irritability, mood swings, anxiety, heavy periods, all that good shit, right? 
Um, studies have also found that like gluten intolerance is related to amenorrhea, which is when you haven't had your period for a really long time. And one thing to look at, um, if you don't get a period and stuff and besides like food stuff is adrenal, which is your HPA axis function. So whether it's whether you have enough body fat, your stress levels, all that stuff. Um, the other thing that gluten intolerance is linked to is infertility, and it's also been linked to diminished ovarian reserve. So all those things, another reason that you want to get rid of those inflammatory gluten, not good for our body, body doesn't like it, sugar, I mean, you guys are probably all fucking aware sugar's a drug, it's really inflammatory to our bodies, it plays a huge role, you know, for any of the women or even men that suffer from insulin resistance, PCOS, sugar is also stressful for our bodies. So we often forgot forget that like food is a stressor, right? If we're pumping our body with like a ton of food, eating all the time, throwing them foods that our body doesn't love, that is also playing like placing stress on our body. Sugar means that your liver can't metabolize the estrogen as well and detoxify and it's going to stuff up your gut microbiome and your gut microbiome is really important for effective detoxification of your estrogen. So that's where your estrogen receptors lie and if your gut microbiome isn't top notch, that's also going to be affecting things. So getting rid of sugar is fucking crucial, crucial. So vegetable oil, I'm definitely going to be fucking talking about this, but um, I want to talk about this because like I've known this for so long, but vegetable oil is horrible, you guys. Like it's so inflammatory for the body. Just trust me on that one. Like get rid of it, period. You know, like have avocado oil, olive oil that's in a glass bottle, but um, stress, right? Stress, stress, stress. I have so many people, even myself, like working out, eating well, whatever, but our stress levels are through the roof and stress can come in any form. It could come as too much caffeine, too much exercise, uh, lack of sleep. It could be foods you're eating or just fucking general stress in life, right? It could be emotional stress, subconscious stress. And that's why I'm like super passionate about the subconscious and emotional work that I do because it plays a huge role in our hormones and cycle. So let's say stress in life, right? Are you having too much coffee? If you're having coffee in the morning and afternoon, like that is stressful on your body. So technically the coffee itself doesn't cause PMS. What it actually is, is the cortisol. So when your cortisol raises, that stress is putting stress on the body and depleting your progesterone stores, like I was saying before. So caffeine depletes progesterone and then it puts you into an excess estrogen. And then your adrenals are just fucking pumping out too much adrenaline, okay? So your HPA axis, it basically tells your body like you're in an unsafe environment and that is going to possibly stop your ovulation or put a pause on it until it feels safe again. And that used to happen to me quite often, um, especially like around the holidays. You know, just all the sugar, all the drinking, all the parties, right? During the holiday time. But my body is like, oh, I'm not 100% safe, so I'm not going to ovulate, right? Even during COVID, like so many people lost their periods and that's the reason. So you want, your body needs to feel safe so you can keep your future baby safe. And if you're 
in an unsafe environment, like, obviously, you're not going to want to have sex either because, like, your body just shuts down. But also, more importantly, is it doesn't want you having a baby because you are not in a situation where you can survive without, with being pregnant and growing a human. And it doesn't know if the baby would even survive. So it pauses ovulation as a protective mechanism. And it'll start again when it feels safe. So clearly my body like paused on ovulation like during COVID and holidays. Um, and then when I stopped drinking and started doing, you know, my somatic body release work, then my body was like, oh, we're safe again and started ovulating because it's like, okay, we're safe and, you know, we can have babies now. Not that I'm going to anytime soon, but yeah. So if you're constantly stressed, it's going to put a stop on your body's ovulation um, because when you ovulate, like right before you ovulate, you get a drop off of estrogen, which is super important. But if you're not having that drop off of estrogen, that's where the mood swings come in. That is where the fluid retention comes in, the bloating and all that shit. So you want to make sure you're having a drop off of estrogen combined with the massive increase of progesterone. Because if you don't get that progesterone after you've dropped off your estrogen, you're not going to have that anti-anxiety, antidepressant effect. And that anti-anxiety, antidepressant from that hormone is what keeps you calm, cool, and collected. So when I'm in my luteal phase, I have like the world's biggest to-do list, but I'm like, oh, it's all chill. It doesn't matter. Like everything's going to get done because I'm super fucking chill as a cucumber. Like I'm just like roaming around and... So if you're not getting that, then you need to work on your progesterone. It's really important. And one of the signs that you have enough progesterone is hunger. Not cravings, hunger. So the difference between the two is hunger, for example, is you've eaten lunch. One hour later, your stomach is growling. And you're like, I don't want to eat. I just have lunch. But if you don't eat, you will start, like die of starvation. That's hunger, right? That is because progesterone also increases your metabolism. So you burn through the food a lot faster. So it's fine in this phase of your cycle to eat more food if you're hungrier. Cravings, however, cravings mean that your brain is looking for a serotonin boost because you don't have enough progesterone to keep it calm. And it's craving that serotonin boost from the estrogen because estrogen boosts serotonin. And that serotonin boost gives you food cravings because it knows if you eat sugar or carbs, you're going to feel happier for a second. So if you are having cravings, you don't have enough progesterone and you've had too much estrogen. And if you have hunger, that is great. It's a sign that you have enough progesterone because that's fucking normal. The next thing I want to talk about is caffeine. So if you have a lot of PMS symptoms, just stop caffeine, you know, like get cacao, four sigmatic, uh, mushroom coffee. And another thing is exercise, like exercise lowers your stress, but it can also increase your stress. So when you're exercising, your body is stressing and a little bit of stress is good stress. But if you've had a big day at work, plus lack of sleep and not great food, if you go and push yourself at the gym, All that's happening is your body is releasing adrenaline from your adrenals and you're depleting your adrenals, which is going to worsen your period. More often than not, I see my clients that are doing everything right 
and they're doing these crazy hit sessions and it drives me nuts but their body that's why it doesn't give their get them hormonal balance because when you're going to the gym and you're going to like these crazy hit sessions your brain thinks you're running from a tiger and you're about to die isn't it funny when you're in those classes and you feel like you're dying that's kind of funny how you feel like you're dying because dude you're literally like your brain thinks you're dying like it's so fucking stressed out so that also doesn't help the equation if you want to do exercise and also have hormonal balance Going for walks, yoga, Pilates, that kind of stuff is way fucking better. I'm not saying you can't break a sweat and, like, do, you know, all that stuff. But, like, running for an hour or doing hit is not actually helpful. Like, our brain is constantly looking for danger to protect us. You have to remember that. So if you go to a hit class, that is perceiving danger and it's going to cause stress on the body, which will likely stop ovulation stop your cycle or at least cause hormonal havoc not great for anyone with endo bad period pain really heavy bleeding missing periods pcos and lack of sleep pretty much the same right like you'll notice you're craving more bad food when you have lack of sleep which is the insulin growth factor puts more stress on the body um stresses the gut more all that jazz okay Um, it doesn't help with your hormones at all. And same with food. Like, even though sometimes, like, you might be eating really clean, healthy food. If you're eating all the time, like, every two hours, every time you eat, you're putting stress on the body. So if you're a chronic snacker, you're not allowing your body to actually have time to stop digesting and resetting and heal. You're constantly making it pump through food and deal with stuff and that is a stressor for the body so if you can transition to having like three meals a day fantastic and too much intermittent fasting can also cause hormonal havoc because it's a huge stress on the body so very often you'll notice that if you do intermittent fasting yes you get this giant burst of energy but if you really pay attention to your body that burst of energy is coming from your chest Like, it's coming from in between your boobs. That's where your adrenals are. It's not so much of, like, a burst of energy. It's more of your adrenals. um, It's getting fired up. And it's adrenaline that's pumping through. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I have a shit ton of work and I'm ovulating or I'm in the first half of my cycle and I don't want to deal with it, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to fucking fast till, like, 11 a.m., I'll have a bulletproof elixir like with some MCT oil because then I won't be hungry, but then I can pump through my work. And it works. It really does work. But like I get more work done, my brain's on fire, and I feel like I'm a fucking powerhouse Wonder Woman, but I don't do it all the time. And at night, I have sweet potato for dinner because the carbs actually help to offset the cortisol that my body produces throughout the day. So it's about managing what you do and working with your body where you can. Of course, there's times when you need the coffee, you need to do a hit session to get you wrapped up, or you need to fast, whatever. That's fine. And the thing with fasting is like, you know, sometimes when you have too much like cauliflower and you feel a little more heavy and bloated, even though it's healthy food, like you might just be eating like too much of it. That's fine. 
just do like the next morning, like for one day, do a little bit of a fast, take like 12 or one, right? And like have just like green tea, bone broth, that kind of stuff to keep you going. But don't do it as at the same time as like stressing about work or sitting in traffic or whatever. Like do it on the weekends and things are a little more chill. And doing intermittent fasting, even though it is a stressor on the body, doing it when you're also not stressed ex- uh, externally means that you can cope better. And let that fasting process like help your body with the bloating and stuff. Um, also like women are so caught up with like looking a certain way because of what they see on TikTok and Instagram and yeah, I mean, you can totally have body goals, you know, but fertility is a huge sign of a woman that is truly healthy. It's not just about being a certain body weight, having a certain body fat percentage. It is about how much energy and vitality you have in your life. It is about if you can have a baby right now because your body is fully nourished. Being a well-nourished woman is what's important, especially in the long run. So you want to make sure that you're looking at everything of like, is this stressing my body out? Because that's a huge role in what your hormones are actually doing. And a couple other things I want to mention is what is your thyroid doing? So if your thyroid, like if your thyroid's a bit sluggish from stress, environmental toxins, the pill, that's going to produce prolactin, which suppresses ovulation. And if you're not ovulating, you're not getting that production of progesterone from the corpus luteum. And if you're not, and you're not allowing your body to excrete the estrogen either from the buildup of of the corpus luteum because your estrogen rises before you ovulate and you need that drop off and if you don't ovulate then the estrogen just chills there your body reabsorbs it and you don't fucking want that also if you have a low functioning thyroid it's gonna worsen your insulin resistance and it's gonna worsen inflammation it's gonna worsen acne and it's gonna be more likely that you develop insulin resistance pcos which is one of the four types of pcos if you have it. Um, something for thyroid, I really recommend two Brazilian walnuts a day. Two. That's it. Two fucking Brazilian walnuts a day. Has plenty of selenium for proper thyroid function and everything. Um, also for thyroids, it can like thyroid imbalances can cause heavy bleeding. It's important to link the two together and it's something important I love looking at with my clients. Like I've noticed that a lot of women have like a sluggish thyroid because of stress and environmental toxins so doing things that are supportive to your thyroid is fantastic making sure that you have stress reduction in place getting enough sleep you're having iodized sea salt selenium you're eating enough lamb that has really great um, source of zinc in it all those little things another thing with low thyroid is it impairs healthy metabolism um your estrogen doesn't flush out of your body which doesn't help with any of your period issues and it also robs your ovaries of cellular energy they need to ovulate which causes low progesterone too so i think you're seeing a little bit of a trend here that i've been talking about right like too much estrogen low progesterone is a bit of a cause for your period problems However, in saying that, emotional blockages are a huge cause of your period issues. So 
Our period needs us to feel safe in order for it to come. If we don't feel safe, we're not going to be bleeding. We're not going to be ovulating. That's why it's so important with my work that I've been doing, you know, I look at things on a subconscious level. What is their subconscious telling their body? How is this affecting their period? Things like the placebo, right? Like if your mom had a horrendous period, it's almost guaranteed that you are telling yourself, because my mom had a bad period, this means I'm going to have a bad period too. No, absolutely does not fucking mean that. But if you tell yourself, like tell your brain, mom had a bad period, so I'm going to have a bad period. Guess what you're going to get? a bad period, bad period. So the thing about visualization and your subconscious mind is like your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's fake. Okay. So if you're telling your subconscious, I'm going to have a bad period. I'm going to get in dough. Oh my God. I'm going to have PCOs, bad menopause, whatever. Your subconscious mind is going to look for every single reason to affirm that to you. Every reason. So there's something called the reticular activating system in our brain, which means that it's going to hunt out for reasons to validate the things that you are telling it. So for example, you know when you get a new car and all you see is that car everywhere? That's because now your brain is aware of something that, you know, when it's scanning its environment, it's going to pick up those things that are affirming what you've been exposed to. So this is why your brain stuff is a key element in the way that your period shows up. And this is also people who have a bad relationship with their periods. So if you've like hated your period, you hate your cycle. Um, and this is also like a huge thing with endo. Like women who are in chronic pain, can't get out of bed and stuff. Of course they hate having their period. But the thing is, the more... Like, the less you look at your period, the less love you give it, the more vengeance it's going to have. It's going to be angry. It's going to be strong because you're not giving it the attention that it wants. So if you can divert more love to your period, it'll do wonders for your cycle as well. If you can have more loving energy towards it and not think about it so negatively, it's going to impact how it shows up. The body is the subconscious mind. So basically... Your body is exactly what your subconscious mind is telling it. If your subconscious mind is telling your body or whatever that you're fat, guess what's going to happen? You're fat. Like, there's so much research that has been done on the brain and relating to, like, the foods you're eating or the studies that have been done that, like, like, how you talk to water changes the molecular structure, right? Like, how crazy is that in a great fucking way? Like, like if you're talking to your body in a loving way, it's literally going to change the structure and the way your body shows up. If you tell yourself, like, I am slim and lean, I'm losing weight, your body's like, okay, we are slim and lean, we are fit and flexible and strong, you know, like, or if you tell yourself, like, I have a beautiful, beautiful, smooth sailing period. Then your body's like, cool, we have an awesome period. We better hold on to that. We got to show that to Shayna, right? Like that component is so important. Like don't fall into the trap of believing that nothing can be done about your period. Like, oh, I have PCOS. I have endo. I have to be on the pill. That is not all that can be done. 
Like I have had some amazing visualizations that I give to my period coaching clients of just visualizing, especially the ones with endo and visualizing like any scar tissue from operations or endometrial lesions or any fibroids, anything that people have sitting in their uterus that shouldn't be there, visualizing it being cleared out. And I, I'm going to have these meditations in womb temple and imagine it just being washed out. And if your brain, like your brain doesn't know the difference between real and fake. And this is like meditation, but visualization, all that stuff is so vital because, and I mean, especially if you want to be successful, because remember like with the reticular activating system, if you were constantly seeing in meditation, your future your brain's going to hunt out for all the things that line up with that visualization, manifestation, getting to that vibration, changing your thought patterns is incredibly healing for your mind, body, and soul in period. And I just encourage you to take a clear look at that. You know, even if you're just working on like your period or thyroid issues, like combine it with working on subconscious stuff rewiring your brain, telling your body, I have a well-functioning thyroid. I have clear skin, you know, also doing that to help the process is important. You know, a lot of times we fall into this downward spiral, something's wrong with me. And we keep telling ourselves like, oh my God, like why is my skin breaking out or whatever, right? So all your brain here is the skin breaking out. It doesn't hear the part about, you know, the affirmation that you say to yourself. It doesn't hear the part about you don't want it to break out. It just hears, oh, we're breaking out. So it's going to keep doing it because your body is your subconscious mind. Anyway, that's a little bit about period problems, the reasons behind it all. I'm going to dive a lot more into period issues and what to do about it in Womb Temple. So make sure that you sign up. Presale is happening until July 20th, 2022, in the event that you listen to this future. Um, And over time, I'll be adding content. I'm not holding back. I'm giving you everything. And you get access to it for life. So even in the future, when the price increases, if you bought it for the pre-sale price, you're locked in at that, you know? Um, So yeah, if you have any questions... Feel free to DM me on Instagram, Bloom Shakti, or email me at bloomshaktihealing at gmail.com, and I will talk to you all next week. I hope you got lots of empowerment from today's episode. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review as a simple energy exchange or share this podcast, and feel free to tag me on Instagram, Bloom Shakti. Help me to live my purpose, adding value to others' lives. To work with me or for products to enhance your life, check out bloomshakti.com.